vegan fam, Cowtown listeners. I'm a little quiet because I just put my kids to bed after my little one refused to go to bed because of his hunger. So I offered him carrots thinking he'd stay in bed, but he went for the carrots. I was sure he just wanted chips. But anyway, um, just put them to bed. I need to like get used to raising my voice a little bit while they're asleep because I'm sure they'll stay asleep. But you know how it is. Hi, I just want to check in with everybody. Um, thanks for listening to Vegan Fam in Cowtown. I'm Amy. It's been crazy since last I was on here. I'm so sorry it's this way uh, for most of us. Um, when I'm on the parent forums for vegans, I see that some people are operating as normal, that things haven't really changed and that they're fine and, and great. And then other people are on there saying, hey, I was going to have another baby, but due to this crisis, we're rethinking our entire family arrangement. It, it affects quite a bit down to their very life choices and people who are less affected. So I hope you're less affected. Wouldn't that be nice? But I'm here in Columbus, Ohio, where we are apparently setting the new standards for the country on secluding ourselves and doing it well. So... I'm a homeschooling mom, but this has been a bit of a challenge for me, quite honestly. Like, homeschooling doesn't mean you're in your house. Um, we are actually at a farm learning how to tap trees and um, get maple syrup and boil it down. So that's what we just got done doing. And then we have a homeschool co-op. And we're always seeing friends. And that's probably because I'm an extrovert. And I put a lot of emphasis on having friendships and building those friendships because they're everything to us. We say our village is everything. So this has been an adjustment. Um, I would love to hear from you guys about how you're feeling and if you have something to say. And if I can do a podcast or score an interview that would entertain you, let me know. If you have some audio you want to add let me know. We're all Skyping these days and I can record a Skype call. So email me at veganfamincowtown at gmail.com because that would be awesome to have some, you know, company from <laughs> other vegan parents and seclusion. Although I shouldn't say seclusion, right? The proper terminology would be that I am socially distancing. I'm not even in quarantine. And there is a difference. People are not seeming to observe the difference, but quarantine is if you're super high risk or you're sick and nobody in, nobody out, stuff gets left at the door. But I'm just social distancing, which is keeping my six feet from people when I absolutely have to go out. And that seems to be working okay. But I want to hear what's going on with you guys. So shoot me a message on Facebook, which is just look for vegan famine cowtown page. Um, or email me, you know, like I said before, because that would be so thrilling in these days of relative distancing and seclusion. Okay, so today I want to go over what I'm doing with my kids in the midst of all this. You know, how are we coping? What are we actually doing with our time? What does it look like? And then I, again, want to put out a call to hear from you on what it, what does it look like. But at the foundation of everything I'm doing with my kids through this crisis is words I heard from Katie Porter. Katie Porter is not vegan, um, not that I know of, but Katie Porter is a really awesome 
uh, representative, a Democrat from California, um, so a representative in the House, and she's just done a pretty excellent job, like getting the CDC director to say he'd you know, make all the tests available at no cost for people who need them. And she's done some other awesome things that expose some problems um, that need to be solved. Anyway, I was listening to her on on another podcast, Pod Save America, and she was talking about how she talked to her kids about this whole coronavirus situation. We're all wondering, you know, what do we say? What's enough? What's too much? So here was her advice, and I really liked it. And at any age, they need this. She told them what wouldn't change. Because with all the things that are changing, the kids could really use some security with what won't change. So she sat down, she said, and told her kids, I love you and that's not going to change. We are a family and that's not going to change. And we will care for you. You will be cared for and loved. And those things aren't going to change. And then she suggests being as real as you can be, knowing your kids, about what will change and what it means. But try to offer the reassurance first. I think that's hard because I know with my kids, if I'm just trying to get a sliver of news in, you know, my kid will see it or hear it. And then I'm just explaining it. But I think it's good if you can, whoever's in your household, you know, get together and talk about what's not going to change, what's never going to change. She was awesome. She recommended that you even sit down and make a list together uh, with your kids on, hey, what can we do to help in this crisis? What is possible for us to do in the face of such a big issue? And you can sit down and, and make a list of how to distance and how to still help people and what to do that is socially safe. So I wanted to share with you what Katie Porter had to say not as a vegan, but as an active mom. I interviewed my kids for this because I want you to hear from them and what they think during this crisis. By far the number one most helpful thing we've done, and you'll hear this from my kid, is that we adopted a puppy. And that was accidental. We didn't, you know, predict a crisis, but about a week or less before things really got alarming um, in Columbus, Ohio, we adopted uh, a puppy and we needed time to train puppy and to take puppy out and we have it. And puppy's going to think we're home a lot more than we normally are. So at some point we'll have to make the adjustment, but he's so little, he's five months and he is wonderful. And if you listen to my last episode, you would know that we lost um, one of our dogs Um, which means now uh, we went a few days without having a dog before Linus came to visit. Linus is our current adopted dog, and uh, we didn't last long. It was just so hard not having a dog in the home. It was just a bit excruciating. So we adopted a dog days before. It would have been harder to adopt a dog, and we didn't know, but it was a lucky coincidence. But if you're on the fence, if you're like, should my family get something during this time? I have to say it has been just enormously helpful to us and brings us so much joy and gives us a reason to get up and go on that walk, which sometimes, you know, we're just falling into the show trap or movie trap. This gets us up, gets us moving, gets us all dressed and headed in a certain direction. So I totally recommend adopting dogs, but 
certainly cats and rabbits and, you know, anything that you can find at your Humane Society or at a local rescue because fostering and adoption are still totally happening and even more necessary than before. So anyway, that's our number one way of dealing with things. Number two is FaceTiming and using all of our technology and setting up little kid FaceTiming, which it's cute to watch, sure, but then they've got my phone for like the duration of their FaceTime. So if you happen to have another device to put them on FaceTime with their friends, excellent. Um, so that's one, two, and three is just my advice to myself. I'm noticing that when I lighten up, they lighten up. This is not like a revelation, but I think it's a good reminder because if we're bogged down in everything that is happening right now, and it's just so hard not to be bogged down, it seems to just be so overwhelming. But if I can have fun with them and play a game and turn off my my Facebook feed in the news for a minute and not listen to every press conference that my governor gives and our very popular doctor now, Dr. Dr. Amy Acton. Um, if I can just not watch those every day, I'm a happier person and then they are happier and it just lifts up the entire household. Now, I was absolutely no good at taking my own advice for the last 48 hours because we thought my husband got laid off. And he did, I guess, but just for about 24 hours until we figured out the law and the order. Um, so he gets to remain in the workforce and keep the insurance for the kids and himself. And I don't think I would be able to tell you how to get out of a bogged down state if I was still in the middle of those concerns. So if you're having a hard time, I totally get it. Like you don't have to try to like rise, raise yourself up and bake every cookie and clean every surface. Just, it's cool. Whatever stage you're in, whatever you're experiencing, just do that. And when you're ready to put your head up and look around, there's a lot of cool stuff going on um, too. Like this weekend, my neighborhood's doing a bear hunt. So everybody's going on a bear hunt. And I guess I can say that as a vegan because you don't actually hunt the bear. It's actually just a cute kids thing. And I don't even think it has an implicit message to hunt bears. I've been thinking about it apparently too much. Um, but anyway, we're going on a bear hunt around the neighborhood to count the teddy bears people are putting in their windows. So whenever you get out of a, a hot spot and you can put your head up and maybe have a little bit of fun with it, great. If you can't, I totally, totally understand. If you want some more I, like practical ideas for the family on what to do to help animals while we're in the middle of a pandemic, check out my new article. I talk all about it, give lots of ideas uh, that could include kids, could not include kids. You know, how do we tap into our deepest values and how do we act those out in these limited times, you know? And, and I think it's really important to connect with our deepest values right now and to hold on to who we are because so much is changing. So I try to do that thinking through as a vegan, as an animal activist, and as a mom, how do we stay active for the animals and how do we keep fighting for the vulnerable even when we're inside. So check out my article in Tenderly. Um, if you want to read more tips and it's on the Facebook page linked and you can find it in the show notes. For now, I want to take you to the kids and hear what they have to say about 
all of this craziness going down with the coronavirus because they have unique perspectives and even gave me a few surprises. I'm here with Sam. He's my son and he is four years old. He's going to be five kind of soon. And he wants to tell you what it's been like for him with the new virus uh, being inside more, being at home more. Well, well, pups, it really does suit. So really, he's a doll of our luck. So we have to keep him adapted and get all his toys, toys to him. Because, Ruth, he already signed all them out. Right. And so what do you think? Are you saying that our new puppy is the best part of being at home more? Yeah. Okay, let me ask you another thing, Sam. On our list of things to do on our wall, we have help others every day. Can you name some of the ways we've been helping others? Uh, we were a bunny house. And now we and now he's hungry. That is the anthem of this particular staying at home crisis time. So now I want to interview with my older son, who is eight years old. His name is Owen, and you've heard from him before if you've listened to certain podcasts that we've we've done. What I want to ask him is, what's different? What's different about this time? I mean, we were homeschoolers, but we were out a lot, so this is still really different. So can you tell us, Owen, what's different? Um, well, we haven't been able to go to Picquart and Rebecca's farm in a while. We usually see the new Fosters, um, but now we can only go to the farm. They're a little um, sanctuary for animals. That, uh, that uh, It's a little farm back there. They have some horses next door. Yeah. But you want to see what? The kittens they're fostering right now. And why can't you see them? The mean coronavirus. <laughs> because the kittens live inside and we don't go inside the house right now because we're social distancing. We don't have to fully quarantine around here, but we're keeping our distance. Hey, Owen, I know you've had some feelings when you asked me the question, where does the coronavirus come from? So what do you remember about that? I know it's not super specific, but what do you remember and how do you feel about it? I think it came from pangolins or bats that are that are eaten in Wuhan, China. Yeah. So, how do you feel about learning that a virus was spread that way? Well, people would eat it. Eventually, the coronavirus found the right person, hopped onto it, and then it. The animals originally had the coronavirus, but or pangolin. Um, <clears throat> then people in Wuhan, China bought it from a certain animal market and then it jumped onto a certain person. That person got too close to another and then it spread it worldwide and caused real problems in Italy. Yeah, Italy and, and elsewhere for sure. But I was asking you how you feel about that because... We're vegans, and a lot of the people listening are vegans. So how do you feel about this interaction between animals and humans and how that's been a problem? Well, I think it definitely is a problem, but it's giving humans a lesson not to eat animals. That's for sure. Do you think people are going to 
get that lesson by the end of this? No. Why do you think they won't? You just know how humans work, don't you? Yes. Humans, no. They, they, they do not know. No. Tell me more about humans and why you don't think they'll switch. Because some humans are just people who are like, we've done this before, let's do it a whole bunch of times. How do you feel being a vegan? Do you feel like you're part of the solution or do you feel like it doesn't really matter? I would love to hear more about that. It doesn't help, but just in general, it would help the environment. And it might help with us with coronavirus. Because we won't have to spend all the money, like a whole bunch of money in the state, just killing animals and making meat. Okay. Do you feel like, hey, I'm a vegan, I'm part of the solution? No. Can you, why not? Like, I mean, vegan would help a little bit with lots of things. But with coronavirus, I just think we have to come up with a medicine research about it over time and get to learn it better so we can fight back. Okay, so it sounds like you're more focused forward on solutions and on getting through this. Yes. Cool, cool, cool. Um, I really like that. So can you tell people what we've done around the house that's a little different, like with our sheets on the wall with your schedule and my activities? We can't go anywhere. It's really different. We used to be out and about, wandering, restaurants, going out, homeschool, co-op, clubs, chess club. We used to be doing lots of things, and now we're stopped. Yeah, so what's on your schedule? In the morning, I scheduled time with our new puppy. So, to take him out to go to the bathroom, right when we take him out of his crate after night, play with him once he, after he's going bathroom, and then we are, then I scheduled breaks that have wrestling, cuddles, and board games, that have games in the in-between, out marking hours. Yeah. And... I see that you and Dad have been training Linus. Can you tell me about that training and what it's called? It is called clicker training. It is where you throw treats, click once he bites it, and that's how you train a puppy. And then there's more like you can push it in the, a treat in their face, and they'll automatically do sit or some treat. And you can hold and once their butt hits the ground click and say sit at the same time and then shake you put your hand down and you'll see if he puts your paw on the hand our dog not like doing that he was too scared of the shadows oh he does like his shadows sometimes and i guess maybe he's scared of him other times he's only five months old so he's still learning oh and on my list that i put on the wall i included a category of helping others what do you think of that category? I think it was good. We've helped a lot in these weeks. We delivered a rabbit house, delivered toothpaste to a homeless shelter. We've helped ourselves with some potty cake. We did help ourselves to the bakery 
that closed down, put out some bags for people to come and get. And uh, yeah, we, we definitely help ourselves. But we've been helping other people too. We've been checking on the neighbors and uh, all those other things you said. What would you say is most challenging for you about this time? Well, we were just not seeing my friends. It was a really big change and it's just sort of dramatic and I, it's sort of, it's really different. And listeners are hearing something in the background. There's a crazy noise. What was it? Our puppy. Being a puppy. Is there anything else you'd like to say on this episode of Vegan Fam in Cowtown? You make it through with the coronavirus okay. I hope you've got something to do and you've got everything you need. Bye. Yeah, I hope for that too with everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in to Vegan Fam in Cowtown. Keep your family well, keep yourself well, and hang in there. We'll talk again soon.